It's time for the Plan with Dan podcast, the show that will help you discover and achieve your true purpose for money and make you a more confident investor. We'll talk about sane and intelligent approaches to financial planning. Now, let's Plan with Dan. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Plan with Dan. I'm Mark Haywood alongside Dan Betzel, the founder of Betzel Wealth Advisors, serving you in the greater Columbus area with an office in Gehenna right near the airport. You can find him online at BetzelWealthAdvisors.com. That's BetzelWealthAdvisors.com. Or you can reach out and give him a call. Dial the number 614-472-4510. He'd love to talk with you, answer any questions you have about finances, or just really chat. You know, he's good for chat. Uh, Again, that number is 614-472-4510. Dan, you've been doing this for almost two decades now. We're excited to have you back on the podcast and get some of that wisdom how are you doing? I'm doing great. You know, I know it's toward the end of April here, and it just seems like suddenly everything's green around me. Oh, so yes. It's I'm looking beautiful. out the window from my office, and it looks beautiful. I'm, I'm sure by the time, you know, folks get around to actually listening to this, it'll be hot. But right now, it's pleasant. It is it's quite beautiful. pleasant. We've I just actually, love the green. Yes, yes. I've been sleeping with the windows open at night, just letting the breeze in. It feels great. Mm, nice. That's we'll good. see how long that lasts. I know it, it won't forever. But, <laughs> oh, man. I don't think it's warm enough to do that yet here, but yes, soon, 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 soon. Well, it's always good to have you on the podcast. Dan, let me ask you, have you ever heard the saying fish or cut bait? <laughs> I certainly have. I believe it's <laughs> usually used in the context of dating. Like, hey, man, make a decision. You know, oh, you're dating wow. this woman, either fish or cut bait. I'd forgotten about that, but yeah, you're right. It's been a long, long time for me, but yeah, well, I remember now. Let's apply that to making financial decisions. The Great. same thing can apply. For some people, the biggest problem with their financial planning isn't that they make wrong decisions. It's that they often fail to make any decisions at all. Sometimes you have to fish or cut bait. Are there other maybe less appealing ways to say that as well that I will not say here on the radio. Although my producers put it in the note. If you know what I'm referring to, I'm not going to say that. You're not going to get me to say that on this podcast. But that idea that sometimes you just have to make a decision and go, otherwise you get stuck. Let's talk about some of those instances where you can fall into that Yeah, category. sure. You know, I'm thinking like, you know, sometimes people are just simply overwhelmed because, you know, they've worked their whole life and they're saving money and they're doing all these correct things. And then when it comes to actually, you know, sitting down and coming up with a plan for your retirement, they're overwhelmed. Like, you know, when do I take social security? What about my spousal benefit? What if my wife is working at a job where she hasn't paid into social security, like in Ohio, STRS or PERS? And what about taxes? What do I do with this life insurance policy? I'm not sure where I should be invested in the stock market. Is it riskier? And there's just so many questions. It's hard for people to even know, you know, where to start. And I can really understand that. So it's just really powerful. Like when someone comes in, you know, I listen and I, I know there are these five different, I call them entrance doors, you know, into financial planning. You know, one of them is, you know, how is your portfolio designed? That's number one. Number two is like your income planning. Number three is taxes. Four is like risk, you know, life insurance, long-term care. And of course, five is estate planning. I listen to them. and So I think, I wonder which door we should go in first, you know, and the challenge is, we have to get in eventually and we have to like get all those doors, all those balls working together at the same time. But, you know, we do it systematically. We do it slowly. We educate and to help take that pressure off of people, you know, because um, there are a lot of decisions to make. But here's the bottom line. You don't have to make them all at once. Certainly you don't. I think something else that clogs up that process is all the research out there. Sometimes there's just too much information. 
Oh my gosh, yeah, I actually have a saying for that. I mean, I, I did come up with it. it. Comes back from my law school days that you know paralysis by analysis. So you know you're, the people are paralyzed because they just have so much information. And you know we live in a day. You know, yeah, I'm sure you don't remember this, Mark, but I remember in the day when you had to go to the library and get the book off the shelf. Oh you know, yeah. And if, and if, and if somebody had the book, the encyclopedia out, collection used to be huge. That's right. That's right. And if somebody had the book you wanted, you know, I remember in law school, the books were on like reserve and sometimes you'd have to go and wait till the person finished the book so you could take it out next. There'd be a list of waiting people to, to read the article. I mean, could you imagine that today? But we have so much more information, but we don't really have you know any more knowledge or wisdom. So research is good, but information for you know purely information's sake really isn't going to help you that much. You need, I think you need somebody to help you put it all together. I'd be curious to know when that transition started happening. Back when I was in college, there was definitely a shift around, you know, my first couple of years where it went from going to check out the book or to find this book to, we'll just send it to you in a PDF. I mean, I had professors who would send manuscripts to me of unfinished works, and they just send them all right to the class in a PDF, and it was all right there at your fingertips. But I, I think that does just get back to the point that there's so much out there on the internet, mm -hmm. and it really can just clog up that decision-making right. process. Right. Remember, it's information. It's not knowledge. That's right. I like that. Knowledge is knowing how to apply that information. Exactly, exactly. Look at us. We're getting wise on this podcast today. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's just talk about general confusion. I know that, in general, finances are confusing, and I think folks get flustered by that. Yeah, so... I can certainly understand that because of my background, you know, as a lawyer and financial advisor, I, I'm pretty comfortable with all the jargon and stuff. But we have to remember that this really is for a lot of people, you know, it's nothing more than jargon. It's meaningless dribble to them. And, and I really get that. Like when I go to the doctor, for example, you know, and the doctor will start talking to me and I'm like, wait, 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 wait. I don't understand anything you're saying. And sometimes I feel intimidated. I want to like, you know, just kind of put my head in the sand and and I get really frustrated. So it's it's not easy to like, hey, doctor, stop, you know, explain this to me. What are you really saying? You know, and I have, uh, you know, sayings that I ask my doctor, I say, okay, like, what would you do if you were me? Or what would you tell your, you know, your father to do if you were me? I'm not sure they like that or not, but I'm trying to get them to slow down and like explain it to me. And, and I try to be aware of that. And I think you as a consumer of financial services, financial advice, you know, don't be intimidated. This isn't your career. You know, you've spent your life and your passion you know, doing other things that the financial advisor knows nothing about. And remember that, you know, that you are much more knowledgeable and much smarter about a lot of things than the financial guy you're talking to. He just may have more experience in the financial planning world than you do. So, you know, don't be afraid to stop and say, hey, you know, help me, help me understand, bring it down, you know, talk to me like you're talking to your neighbor. Not like you're talking to like, you know, a financial professor, you know, at Dartmouth or something. So, um, yeah, I, I totally get it. But take, if you can, take control of it and don't stick your head in the sand. I think that's huge as well. Some advisors like to flaunt their intelligence. They like to sound like the Dartmouth professor. And in reality, yeah. you want to work with someone who can break it down for you because the whole point is that it should be easy to understand, even if you're not the financial guru. You know, I, I really have seen this. Like, you know, I love music and I play in some like uh, over the years, I played in different groups. And, you know, I have this like theory that, if someone's like really a dedicated educator, it seems like the more kind of gifted they are, the more willing they are to like meet you where you are. They don't have to show or prove anything. I know some people listening to this um, podcast, you know, may know about the Harmony Project here in town. And I've been a member of the Harmony Project for a couple years now. And the conductor, David, I mean, he, 
I mean, I don't know him personally because the, the choir is huge, like 500 people, but he's like a genius when it comes to music. But the thing is, he uses that kind of genius never to talk down to you, but to inspire you and to like that passion in you. And you have a right to work with a financial advisor who's not going to talk down to you, but is going to use their knowledge and experience to empower and inspire you. And until you find that one, I just say keep looking. Man, I'm just going to leave that there. That's good thoughts, Dan. Now, some <laughs> folks, it's not even that it's confusing. Some people just don't like talking about money. Yeah, yeah. You know, again, I I can get that. It's like, um, you know, I have I'm nothing serious. But I got some, like, you know, chronic health issues that I've you know been going to the doctor for and working. And, you know, sometimes, like, someone will send me, like, a you know, like the five things you should do to avoid a heart attack. And I, I don't even want to like look at it. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's too scary. <laughs> so I understand that. And I know some people are that way about finances and I'm not making fun of it all. All I can say is that, you know, I understand, but just like I've got to make myself, you know, go get my checkups, you know, every six months and take my blood pressure and make sure everything's good and it is good. You need to do the same thing, even though it's uncomfortable. Uh, just find a way that you can deal with it. And finally, Dan, some folks go through traumatic experiences that maybe make them not want to deal with issues. I never quite understood this until my father passed away, but just last May, it hasn't even been quite a year yet. And I'm starting to understand that. It's hard to go back and think through some of the business things that are going on when maybe a spouse dies or perhaps you're getting a divorce or you've lost your job. It's hard to kind of talk about some of the business ends of those scenarios when you're right in the midst of them. Yeah, I mean... It's so true. It's just it's just the human condition. And, and, you know, those of us who have been through that, I hope that that experience gives us more empathy. I tend to think that I'm I hope I hope anyway, my my goal is that I'm very supportive of people going through those situations. And I think the best way I can support them is to let them take their time and to remind them that in the financial planning world, you know, it's definitely farming, not hunting. So if I would say 95, 98, maybe even 99% of the time, if someone tells you you have to make a decision quickly, I'd like say thank you and leave because I don't think you do. And until you get to the point, you know, that you're able to manage the, you know, the loss or the grief, you know, whatever that is, whether it's from divorce or from a death, you know, I think gather information, take your time, educate yourself. And if it is some rare situation that something has to be done really quickly, you know, make sure your financial advisor is working with your attorney, working with your CPA, you know, bring a child with you that maybe can help you um, also think clearly. Um, so as someone who's like been through some of this myself, you know, you can't think clearly and it's okay. Take your time, but just put one foot in front of the other and eventually, you know, you put one foot in front of the other, eventually you're going to get there, but take your time, be kind to yourself. I just met not too long ago with a woman whose husband had passed away rather suddenly and uh, said, you know, take some time, go visit your children, take 30 days. And when you come back, you know, we'll look at this again. And I think she appreciated that. And maybe 30 days isn't enough. Maybe it is. We'll see. But take care of yourself first. And don't ever feel that you can't speak that to your financial advisor. Don't let them push you. And I don't think good ones will because we're human, too. Right now. We understand. 
Now, if you're in the process of making difficult decisions, maybe you're not in a place where you're ready to make a decision, maybe you're just afraid to make a decision or don't know what the right answer is, Dan can step into that and help you in a way, hopefully, uh, in a way that a teacher would, in a way that would show you you know, how to understand concepts that maybe are a little hard to grasp. We want to do it in a way that's easy to understand. Dan, I know you have an entire process for that just to get started down that path towards financial freedom and security and retirement. What does that look like to take those first steps? Yeah, well, I'm certainly not a fit for everyone, but you know, if you are interested, then there's a process that we go through in the office. You can contact you know me, get online, request our wealth uh, index analysis kit, as well as some information about retirement. You know, and, and the goal is you know to be educational, to have a process orientation, not a product orientation, to be educational. And that when you finish the meetings, the first or second meeting, you feel empowered to move forward. And if I'm not the best fit for you, then at least you'll have more information that you can use, you know, as you go and find maybe the person that is the perfect fit for you. I feel that I can help most people, but not everybody, of course. If you'd like to reach out to Dan and his team, all you have to do is dial the number 614 472-4510. That's 614-472-4510. He'd be happy to answer any questions you have, schedule a complimentary visit with you just to talk through some of the issues that you're facing. All you have to do is dial that number 614-472-4510. Dan, before we wrap up this week, let's take a question from the mailbag. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. Well, we do love to feature your questions on the podcast. This week, we've got a great one that's come into us from Arnold in Upper Arlington. Arnold says, a financial advisor once told me to consider doing a stretch IRA, but I heard something a few weeks ago that said new decisions from Congress might end this option. Can you shed any light on that strategy and if it's going to be around anymore? Oh, it's a great question. Actually, I love stretch out IRAs, you know, but it's not really um, an investment concept it's actually a wealth transfer method that's tied into the tax code that allows beneficiaries to stretch out their IRA over one or more generations. And it's a fantastic tool. So, you know, if you were to inherit an IRA, for example, from your mom or your dad, they were taking distributions. They were taking distributions based on their life expectancy. You're obviously considerably younger. And so you inherit the IRA. You don't have to pay tax on it all at once, but you can stretch out the taxation over the rest of your life or even your children's lives. So you can imagine the income tax deferral that would continue if you were able to stretch this IRA out of over two or three generations. And there's a lot of people that are doing it, of course, right now. Now, Congress repeatedly for the last, I don't know, seven, eight, nine, ten years, maybe even longer, they've talked about chipping into this stretch out IRA um, tax process for wealth transfer. And I do know there's two bills that are currently pending before Congress. I don't know which one's going to become law, but what I noticed differently this year from, you know, my rather, you know, anecdotal reading of the financial planning magazines, and I I still, you know, peruse the tax, attorney tax information that I get, is most people do believe that this year, like 2019, one of these laws is going to pass. Now, that's something I've never heard before. Now, which one's going to pass? I don't know. But there's two that are in front of the committee. And um, we'll have to see what happens. But one of them would probably not impact uh, 
significant amount of people. I believe that it's only going to be for IRAs that are over $450,000. So maybe there's some planning rules around that. The other one, which people think probably going to pass, is going to force all beneficiaries to distribute and pay tax on all IRAs within five years. So that would be a, a, that'd be a shame from a wealth transfer perspective. But the government, you know, they <laughs> what the government gives with one hand, they take away uh, in the other. Well, thanks for writing in, Arnold. We hope that starts to answer your question. As always, we'd encourage you to reach out to Dan there at Betzel Wealth Advisors to get a more in-depth answer to that. But we do appreciate your question on the show. Let's now dive in and see what Dan has for us in Mind Over Money. Let's take a look at some of the psychology behind investment behavior. It's time for Mind Over Money. Thanks, Marka. This week, I want to talk a little bit about what I've noticed, you know, with my phone calls, my emails, clients coming in. And I, I'm trying to think of a maybe a clever way to, to, to describe it. You could call it maybe market post-traumatic stress disorder, you know, market PTSD. Might want to call it the roller coaster effect, but I know earlier when we were talking, you called it the dollar coaster effect. I actually like that better. But, but it's, <laughs> it is it's, a financial podcast feel- after all. Yeah, it's this feeling that, you know, we've been on this roller coaster but, but the roller coaster's only been going up. Markets been going up, up. You know that feeling when, like, when you're when you're at the at the amusement park and the roller coaster starts going, going up, 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 up. And the closer you get to the top, the anticipation is like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? And you know, in a couple seconds, you know, you know, you're going to be flying down, <laughs> flying down the other side shortly. And that's kind of what what I hear people saying, like, oh, we're almost at the top. What am I going to do? And so. It's so interesting because I tell people, I remind them, you know, that we are all smarter than our, you know, pure, you know, base emotions, but it's an acquired skill to make sure we keep them in the proper perspective. And that volatility, you know, is not a recession and the volatility that we've been experiencing, it's totally normal. So, you know, I tell people, the most important thing you can do is you can recognize it as the as the dollar coaster effect or the or this uh, you know, market post-traumatic stress disorder from the 2007-2008, you know, um, recession that we all went through and, you know, make sure you have a plan and make sure you understand the plan and make sure that you tell yourself, I'm going to stick to the plan during market volatility. And I, just from a practical perspective, I try to help people when they call me and say, oh, my, my account's down 3%, but they're, they're saying 3% from the peak. You know, don't measure your success from the peak but measure from where you started and you can still see, okay, I'm still up since 2008, 36%, even though I might be down 2% from, you know, the peak. And this is normal and to relax and to breathe. And, you know, and like the roller coaster, I mean, why do you ride the roller coaster? You ride the roller coaster so you can go up, but you can go back down and go back up again. And as long as you don't jump out of the roller coaster, you're going to arrive safely back, you know, at your destination. I think it's huge. Something you said there, Dan, just having a plan in place to kind of even out that roller coaster ride a little bit. That's important to keep in mind. Thanks for sharing. And before we let you go, we always love to do this. Let's get to know Dan a little bit better. It's getting to know you time. I always, each week, like to ask you a fun question before we wrap up the show. You never quite know what the producers are going to come up with. This one's pretty straightforward, I think. If you could trade places with anyone for a day, who would it be? Oh, wow. Now, I'm not saying I have the skills, right, or the training to do this, 
but just just trade places with them, right? Assuming yeah. I would, I would I, suddenly I, have I, the skills. Yes, okay. I think it's the idea that, poof, <laughs> you have the skills. Okay, okay, excellent. So I have always wanted to or tell myself anyway, oh, I just I wish that I were like a captain of a 747 or the Dreamliner, the new jet that's out now. And I mean, I've had this like desire since I was really young. I don't remember what year it was, but when there was the um, Chicago, I think it was American Airlines, the DC-10, it lost on takeoff, it lost one of its engines and it was, you know, absolute horrible tragedy. But all the DC-10s in the entire country were grounded. And my, he wasn't my father-in-law then because I was like in eighth grade, but my future father-in-law, you know, worked at the airport. He was a mechanic on DC-10s. And I remember him taking me with him to work one night and sitting in the cockpit seat of the DC-10. Of course, the plane didn't move, but he powered up the plane and the computer system talked to me. And I thought, wow, this would be some experience. So yeah, I think that'd be really fun, assuming that I, you know, would be able to take off, fly and land safely and not hurt anybody. That would be, I think that'd be like really exciting. (laughs) I've always, Dan, I've always, I don't know if this is wanting to trade places. I think it's just a dream, really, so I don't know if this counts. But I've always wanted to be a country music singer. And so if I I could, I I don't even have to trade places. If I could just join someone for a day, you know, get up there with Garth Brooks or Alan Jackson, somebody like that, and just entertain the crowds, I think that'd be a blast. You know, I, when you asked the question, that that was I wasn't sure what to say that or like being a Broadway play. Oh yeah, that'd you know, be a good one yeah. as well. I, but again, I don't I don't sing well enough to be in a Broadway play. I think we need to go back to the producers and define the criteria. Of this question: Are we getting the skills or are we not? If I have to be able to play and sing, I don't I don't know if I'm going to be. I'm with you on that one. But hey, if we can just magically fly the plane and get up on stage, then let's do it. I say. I would enjoy it. Either one would be great. Well, Dan, thanks for sharing, and thanks as always for imparting some of your wisdom to us here on the podcast. Thank you. We'll do it again next time on another edition of Plan with Dan. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Betzel Wealth Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio.